you don't tell them the truth about what's going on. Yeah. Because you don't want to hear them be like, leave them. Oh, love is so blinding. It's such a powerful source. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> Love is awful. End of podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Maddie, and welcome back to Closet Talk. Today, our guest on this very special episode is Mal Wright. And Mal is a content creator known for starring on the very first season of Netflix's Queer Ultimatum. And I am so excited because day one, I walked on the set and was introduced to the Queer Ultimatum by Amanda, our very lovely producer. And I immediately got sucked into the show and was enthralled at the way that Mal was just able to calmly navigate through different dramatic parts of the season. And I think that's something that we can all learn from. And so today I'm very excited to play a game called, was it Mal or was it a life coach? All right, everyone, welcome back to Closet Talk. I'm your host, Maddie Westbrook, and our incredible, very profound guest for today is Mal Wright. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. I've been waiting for this moment since we started the podcast. It was like day one. I walk on the set. I meet Amanda, and she's like, have you seen The Queer Ultimatum? And I was like, no, girl. She was like, you have to. And so I watched it like first week of the podcast. So this has been like like a goal. I was like... Oh my gosh, they're never going to say yes. What? They're never going to want to talk to me. Of course I'm going to say yes. I'm going to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Travel the whole how many hours to get here. Oh my gosh, I love these. I haven't done them since mm. seven. Yeah. That was a good thing. Okay, well, you look fantastic. Thanks. Excited to be here. Yeah, it's good. I uh, just flew here for you, so. Yeah, just for me. From and New York. And other very, way more important things, such as? Can you talk about it? No. Okay. You're just here for me. What? What? I can't. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. I am, okay. So I am doing a talk at... Um, <laughs> for the Human I Rights Campaign. I can't say anything. Here's exactly yeah. what I'm doing. For the Human Rights Campaign tomorrow. Um, and we're speaking on joy and like how to harness joy and what it means, what it looks like. Like from Inside Out. All the things. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Are you excited for Inside Out too? Is there a two coming out? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think she goes through puberty or something. What? Yeah. I love Inside Out. Me too. One of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Well, today we're here and we're queer, as we are every single day. I've said this to you like five minutes ago. You're one of the most emotionally like intuitive and like profound people I've ever seen on reality (laughs) TV. Because usually they try and find the nutcases, right? They try and like seek out people who are literally crazy. But I feel like editing aside, like you had that like wholesomeness and like very i don't know just whole like yeah wholesomeness to you that you were like you were there for the like this the, just the best reasons and you could tell like from day one you were like we're doing this for the right reasons not for anything weird or crazy yeah, yeah. thank you for that yeah i think and, i'm pretty even keeled as a person like i've always been there's like the super goofy side that i don't think people get to see or my friends do but that didn't really make edits you know i'm pretty yeah well i mean they're probably not gonna see like they're i wish they did though i feel like that make reality tv so much more fun if they put the pranks in there the inside jokes like i don't know i had lexi on one of my favorite guests and she told me all about like the little pranks you guys would pull because you knew where your exes were and like i don't know that's that's exactly like what tickles my fancy every day i'm like okay what like small things can i do that are funny like that's just such a fun part of life we had such a good time. There was a lot of stuff that we did that was just super funny that didn't make it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we went and spent time with her family, me, her girlfriend, and um, me, her girlfriend, and her. <laughs> we went and spent time <laughs> with her family in uh, Jersey Shore, and we were, like, busy pranking her, 
her parents and her brother the entire time. Yeah. So yeah, you were definitely like watching. I, you said I can't believe you haven't seen the show. I that's the thing about me. If I was on a show like that, I'd need to hyperanalyze everything I've ever done in my life. I saw the first. You have to watch. Why is this couch so loud? It is. That's what everyone says. Right. It's super loud. Can you guys hear me? Couch has something to say. Um, what were we saying? <laughs> we were saying what were we talking it? about? Okay, the show. How yeah. I would need to watch something like that if I was in well, it. You have to watch it before the reunion. So we did that. Mm -hmm. Um, but you have to consume the entire season within a small window, right? And sleep, right, before right. you go and record the reunion. So of course, in nervous fashion, I'm like, okay, let me fast forward to the parts of me and my partner at the time, right. you know, and the parts with me and Lexi. Um, but I haven't gone back and rewatched the show. I saw the first, it came out in like parts, right? Like it was like three episodes at a time or something. Okay. And I saw the first three, the first four episodes, but I haven't seen the rest of it. I and binged I it. And I refuse to revisit That's it. okay. Because you've I'm seen scared. the parts of just you. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. As much yeah. as I could. Yeah. That's And good. I lived it. Yeah. That's so crazy. Like, like I've seen, I don't know. I definitely saying this you know you don't know how you're going to feel unless you're like in a very particular situation yeah. such as yourself i loved your little character Thanks. who you were which is crazy because i'm like oh my gosh is this like a parasocial relationship but then i stalked your instagram last night and i was like now we're getting <laughs> like i just do i have to like find all the nooks and crannies yeah. of people That's but great. yeah you seem like it's very nice to see people who are like the same throughout life mm -hmm. like there are people who definitely put on like facades or characters and i feel like that was definitely not you in any way no. i also enjoyed like you were just too emotionally mature for everyone there. You were like on this like elevated level of just like, I don't know. I think you were searching obviously. And I saw a podcast clip of you saying you're searching for like long-term, yeah. very long-term. Like you don't want to play around, nothing like that. And then there was like, there was a part of me watching you in the show where I was like, just get mad. Yeah. You have such, you have every right to just get pissed at what you're going through right now. And then I kind of like watching you like break a little bit. Yeah. You're like, do you want people to like die for you? Like you saying that, I was like literally on this other side of the screen. I was like, yes, tell them girl, like tell them. I was just so proud of you in that moment. Cause Thank you were just you. like, oh, you know, like do what you have to do. And I was like, no, <laughs> get mad, get mad. Tell I just em. don't, you know, I, I think like, sure. I think we all have a breaking point and we saw some of that. But also in that span of time, there are people that I've like, that have literally died. I've had friends that I've lost. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always thinking like, well, shoot, if I react poorly immediately, I'm not really getting to what I was actually upset about or what I right. actually meant. So you just handle things different on top of therapy. Yeah. So like lived experience will change how you handle people, you know, yeah. in some of these moments. Yeah. Yeah. But it was great. Like. Thanks handled everything i feel like super super well and that's like where people aspire to get mentally is like understanding that you're frustrated but also being able to like really analyze the root of why you're upset that. and like the roots of why like how you're feeling how you're feeling and i think yeah. that that's like the immediate reaction is of what a lot of people have and the ability to kind of stand back and like evaluate that is what a lot of people aspire well, to have the other thing was like we're doing this show and it's the first of its kind right like, right there have been, obviously there are other shows that are great that have queer representation as well, but this is the first of its kind mm -hmm. that I know of anyway. And I'm thinking like, oh, how do we, yes, we're doing this really crazy experiment or mm -hmm. experience, but how do I keep queerness protected? And how do I keep yeah. my castmates protected? Whether I like you or not, doesn't really matter. Right. We're still marginalized outside of this. Yeah. And so how do we like keep each other protected? Cause this is gonna air yeah. to a shit ton of people that are gonna have access to our lives. So how do we protect each other 
in all of this. I like that mindset of like still understanding like you might not like somebody, but they're still a part of a very sensitive community that yeah. needs to be protected. I love that. Oh you my goodness. To. And like I told Lexi this, I watched the show and I turned it on kind of like, no offense, Amanda. I was like, oh, this is going to be stupid. Yeah. Like I was just so like, I'm not really too into like dating shows. I just think they're all like, I don't know. They all are set up to, I feel like, ultimately try and fail the people who are in it, uh, which is sad because, you know, relationships are so like they should be very protected and it's a very sensitive thing. But I turned it on. I wasn't really like too invested in it. But I swear within the first five minutes, I heard people like queer people like say stuff that I was like, man, I can't believe that I've never seen this part, especially mm. like Aussie kind of talking about like, am I trans? Like I'm asking questions that I've never thought about. And yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's I've never seen that before. And yeah. all these internalized questions like on screen was a great experience. And I'm so glad there was like the first you were a part of the first round because I think yeah. that was a really, really, really you did a great job at protecting the queer people of the show. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. 10 out of 10. Yay. No. Yeah. Go, everyone. So today we are playing a game called Was It Mal or Was It a Life Coach? Because they definitely had some of the top quotes on the queer ultimatum the first season of. And why are you laughing? You th- do you not believe that? You're like, I'm thinking I about this one stuff. part when I was like, this is trash. <laughs> you watched it back and you were like, what was I even saying? <laughs> yeah, but we're going to. I, I mean, I'm going in pretty blind. I watched the season a while back, and you're going in pretty blind because you didn't even watch it. And um, revisited. never, never revisited. That's okay. I totally, totally vibe with that. I don't know if I would. Now you have me questioning everything. Would I watch my show? It's hard to perceive yourself in such a vulnerable state. Yeah. The the. I feel like I'd just be sitting there being like, "You look ugly when you cry." That, or I'm just like, I don't know. There's a part of me that's committed to being better and I'm just yeah. like always you know self-betterment self-improvement and I just feel like I want to protect myself also because it was filmed so long ago like they yeah. told me how long it took to come out like kind of seeing where you are now and then being ripped back into that space oh my goodness because people get to break up in private yeah you know? they don't have oh. to revisit their breakups don't even get me started yeah okay so we have our whiteboards and we are going to write whether or not the quote that Amanda is going to tell us was said by Mal or a life coach first one is do not gamble with your relationship. We are far more intuitive than we give ourselves credit. I know who said that. I'm just gonna like look at the way that you're writing and I'm just gonna like. Why am I writing so hard? I can hear it and I know my answer's wrong. <laughs> I saw it. You saw it? Yeah, I did. Ready? On three, one, two, three. Did you just, did you hear it from your therapist and then you said it? Why are you hiding behind it? You're like, was it me? (laughs) Okay, that was Mal in an Ebony article. Oh my gosh, we're doing articles? You're pulling from outer sources? Oh my goodness. Yeah, now I'm going in fully blind. That's okay. Love is blind. Yeah, I still agree with like, you know exactly when it's time for you to be done with something or when the, you know, when the time's up, it's time for you to leave or pivot. Like, you know it, you feel it. Okay. I think sometimes we want to be validated in our like, poor decisions I was just talking about this with my therapist and it's like you're making this bad decision about I don't know let's just say a relationship you know you should leave and there's so many signs but you're like I still want to be with this person I still love them and I don't know you just want like your friends to validate you in that or you just start hiding you don't tell them the truth about what's going on yeah because you don't want to hear them be like leave them yeah you want to stay oh love is so blinding it's such a powerful source 
<laughs> it sucks. <laughs> Love is awful. End of podcast. Love is a powerful source. It's beautiful. Okay, the next one is don't fixate on the spark. The purpose of a first date is to go on a second date. Ooh. This would be such a test to my mind. I'd be like, did I say that? Did I mean that? Are you redoing your writing? Yeah. <laughs> it's the earth sign in me. <laughs> I did the same thing. I, re- I erased her letter and then I redid it. All right. One, two, three. Life coach. Yay. LC. It was. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Coach. I like it? that. I don't know. I feel like Spencer really gave me actually a, a greater wide view of dating. Um, I had this guest on my show and they're really loud and really funny. and they're per- But they were like really, I don't know, intuitive. And they were kind of telling me about like, oh, talking. Because I was like, what even is talking? What is dating versus talking versus relationship versus like flirting? I have like a really bad time understanding all that stuff. And they were like, well, I think the purpose of talking and like dating somebody is just to get to know them as a person. Yeah, dating is literally collecting data. <laughs> My friend's mom told me that. You have a pie chart in your room? Yeah. I love those 2020, like my 2023 dating wrapped. I saw the one with the grandma and she was like, one ghosted me because he turned into a ghost. I was like, oh, oh, oh no. Oh. But yeah, those are so funny to me. But that is, it is collecting data. It's yeah. like, do we fit? Like, yeah, does do this we work? match? Do you know who Daniel Sloss is? Feel like no. you'd really really enjoy his second netflix special it's about relationships and he kind of talks about life and how it's like a jigsaw puzzle and like how different pieces fit into each other um definitely give that a watch if you haven't because it's definitely daniel like, who daniel sloss i can like i can send it to you because we're, we're friends, friends. Yeah, yeah we're friends now wait so what is the difference between talking and dating yeah so talking is like getting I think just to know the person and then dating is like physically going on dates. And then I just oh. don't know. I don't remember because I think then they were talking about like dating is an exclusive. But I'm a I'm like I can't talk to like multiple people at once. I right. tried like last year and like I couldn't do it. Like I had like three people on my Snapchat. And then at the end of the day, I was like, I'm talking to three of you because you don't even quantify as one person to me. Yeah. Like I just the value isn't there. And so I just like, you know, stopped doing that because I was like, this just isn't it. I'm not good at that either. I'm I not can't. Because especially, person. I know, I know when I connect with someone and then the second that connection is there, I'm like, nothing else matters. Like, yep. we could even be just friends and that connection, like, I will value it so much more immediately and I know it than somebody who I'm just like, oh, you were just like a, an, an, an initial interest, but then there yeah. was like zero spark or zero click. Yep. All right. So that's the difference between talking and dating. I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Next one is Virgos and Capricorns are the match. They're both grounding. I know who said this. I feel like you're giving me the answers and I'm not complaining. Oh my gosh. I'm reading your thing, dude. Don't look over at it. Cheater. One, One, two, two. three. Oh, you said that? It was Mal to Lexi in like episode one. Yeah. Oh, Super cute. I do have a question for you. Shoot it. How soon after you met Lexi did you know that she was the person who you wanted to enter the trial marriage with? The setup is interesting. Like, so the first 10 days, mm-hmm. 10, 8 to 10 days, you're dating everybody that's there. Oh, that's 8 to 10 days? Yeah. They did it in like 15 minutes. Right. So that's why, you know, like the viewer doesn't know that 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 was part of the process where you're dating everyone except for the person you came with. Okay. And then you're deciding who you want to see again. 
Okay, I was going to say, I hope you're deciding that and you're not sitting there with somebody who you're not vibing with. No, we're both deciding it. Like at the end of the day, after you've done your dates, you decide, well, like, who do I want to see again? And you have like questions that you're asking, you know, very pointed questions about finances and life and kids and all the things that you ask when you're thinking about life partnership. Right. And then as the days progress, your dates get longer with the people that are in your top. So... It was like, I don't know, maybe like day two or three that I was like, oh, yeah, Lexi's definitely somebody I could do this with. You know, it's like a hyper, I don't know, hyper focused experiment or experience. So you only have seven people to pick from out of those seven people in this life. This is how I thought about it. If I had to think about doing life with a person and I have these seven people because I'm fully immersed now, I'm participating in this experiment. Yeah, it's Lexi. It's easy to choose Lexi. Yeah. And I think that might have been like. I don't know. I think people, viewers at home are like, how did you just decide so quick? You're in love. And I'm like, I love her as a human. I love what she's telling me as a human. I think she's great. And I'm committed to this experience. So, yes, it's easy to choose her. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Looking back to like at our episode together, she walked in the door and I literally ran away because I'm scared of everyone. And I saw like the back of her outfit. and I was like, that's not anybody in this who does this podcast would like where and I literally walked all the way back here and I was like I can't do this oh my god I'm so scared she walked in it was just like this warm energy yeah and she's so much like softer than I feel like she was perceived she did yeah. a lot of like confrontation which I love I'm learning how to do but there was just this big energy of her kind of being like I know who I am I'm standing my ground yeah. throughout the show and then to have her come on and kind of be like he 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 I was like oh my gosh I love it like no, I love cool. the duality of that yeah she's yeah. dope so yeah soon after very soon love it mm-hmm. perfect next one is don't hit on people. Just go into communities of like-minded individuals and make friends. Oh my God. Don't hit on people? You're like, that wasn't me. <laughs> I mean, I do believe in going into community and making friends. Who said that? All right, ready? Yeah, one, two, three. The Lord. <laughs> that was the New York Times life coach. <laughs> okay, got it. Depends on the setting, I would say. If you're like at a speed dating place, you're not here, I'm like, homies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, queers are pretty flirty, though, like by nature. Oh, my gosh. Don't even get me started. I don't I don't understand. In the very first episode of this podcast, we talked about the difference between attraction and admiration within the queer community, because it's super easy. Like you walk in a room and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to look like you. And then you start thinking about it. You're like, do I like you, too? Like, there's that. Oh, my gosh. Like what what is going on right now? Do I just really admire the way that you present yourself? And I'm innately like jealous of that. Or am I attracted to that? Or both. Or both. There are oftentimes yeah. I see guys and I'm just like, I don't know if I want to like be with you or or like be, be you. like you. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know. Every day. That's <laughs> what I see in Vinny Hacker. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? No. He pops up and I'm like, man, just to look like you for one day and yeah. look at myself in the mirror and be like, yes. I could be your bro, but I could be your girlfriend. <laughs> I could be your girlfriend. Too. Yeah, no. There's definitely that like, oh my gosh, what's yeah. going on here? So it depends on the environment. And you're so right. Queers are super, super funny. Yeah, I think that's part of like just queer culture is is how we express, I don't know, like for each other sometimes can just be flirty. Mm-hmm. I tend to lean on the side of being flirty, especially with other mask presenting people because there's like this weird There's a level of stigma. comfort there that you, like I feel like I don't really understand. Like I feel like safer with a lot of people. Like, cause if a pretty, my girlfriend's beautiful, walks in a room, she's super like beautiful feminine woman. And then I'm just like, okay, like I like you a lot. Like I know that I like you. Yeah. But like you walk in the room and I'm like, yes, a homie. Like there's just this safeness there yeah. that I feel like, cause you just get it. Yeah. So I guess 
Go into communities, make friends. And flirt. And flirt. <laughs> and you should probably date people you like, like as humans first. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. This is the first relationship I've entered where we were friends first, where I like really got to know her fundamentally first. And then there was the realization of, oh, I like you. Yeah. Like, later on. And it was like a really cool thing because I feel like I've only ever dated people who I was initially like very like into. Yeah. And then that wasn't it. And I was like, oh my gosh. No, There's you a, gotta a level like of them. appreciation that I'd never experienced before. I think you had to like them as a human first. Mm -hmm. So go into communities, make friends. Making like queer friends is kind of hard for me. Is it? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I just, I'm, well, first of all, I'm very easily intimidated by everyone and I don't leave my house. Okay, well. Not leaving the house thing might be yeah. the hard part. That's the thing, though. I find so much comfort within myself yeah. and, like, being alone. And, like, yeah. I get the socialization out of I live with my best friend. Mm -hmm. And so having somebody else in my space who, like, I see and I get excited to see, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's my best friend. I love him. Yeah. And then being able to see my girlfriend kind of whenever I want, I'm like, I'm so satisfied. And they're all gay. Yeah. So it's like, huh. oh, my gosh. I I don't know. I like I don't really have a tough time making friends. No, I'm just friendly though i'm outside You're super friendly people yeah kind of people i feel like people also like naturally like gravitate towards other people who kind of are just like so welcoming like just friendly yeah. like I, I really enjoy connecting people to other people like if we don't end up being friends i love introducing you to like community okay i'm a huge community person i really yeah. like that that's awesome yeah i love that you don't have to consummate every single connection some connections can just be platonic even when there's sexy energy oh gosh I don't know, life coach said this. Oh my gosh, I'm erasing my answer. On three? Yeah, it was you. I know you're trying to like divert. Three. It was no, Mal. it sounds like you. Yeah. That sounded like you. Yeah, you know, there's this like idea that like once we meet somebody and we're like, we think there's some sort of attraction or whatever little spark there is, we immediately think that we have to like hook up with this person. Yeah. And we don't, ha you don't have to hook up with everybody you have a little spark with. Because yeah. they might just be your friend only that. You know what? That is so true. Speak it. Because I had a friend in college, one of my best friends, one of the like purest connections I've ever had in my life, just like that raw energy of just loving to be around each other. And I got that very confused with like platonic and romantic energy because I would get excited to see her. I would get so excited to be around her. And then her like attraction towards me started, started to grow. And then I thought to myself, well, because she confessed these feelings to me, and I love being around her, there's that necessity to kind of also reciprocate. But there was this moment I had, like I saw her again when I visited my college because all my friends, they graduated and I wanted to be there because I dropped out. She texted me and she was like, hey, we should like catch up. And I was like, okay. I left that conversation with such a different mindset. I was like, this is somebody whose energy I just misunderstood and we just would have still been such close friends if I didn't like mess up that communication in my head. Mm -hmm. Like I think being able to tell when that like there's just a friendship there or when there's like a romantic connection there, just like at a level that yeah. I wish I would have had when I met her because she's great. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the two I think can exist. I think you can like have like a little crush or whatever it is. There's not enough language for what these feelings are that we experience when we meet somebody for the first time or whatever. But like, you don't have to like hook up with every single person that you think you have a connection with. Right. You don't have to like do that. We don't have to. Yeah. Just leave it untapped. And on the contrary, there's also like really great, like I have an ex that I, we were together for seven years. She's one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. She's like family to me. And there's something really beautiful about those relationships. You know, the yeah. people that were 
whatever, sleeping together. And you guys just have this like different level of intimacy and understanding each other in the world that I think is beautiful. But like, yeah, you still don't have to sleep with everybody. You don't have to sleep with everyone. Moral story. Yeah, I have a best friend like that too. And it's great because like we both have girlfriends and we're both so in support of each other's lives and they are like family to me. And they were the first person I ever dated when I was like 17. And I think it was like, we only dated each other because we were the only gay people yeah. at our school. And so there was literally no other option. And so yeah. looking back, I'm like, that was a, an experience I needed to have. That was a, something I needed to go through, like have my first relationship. But again, looking back, that energy we have now is just so beyond platonic. And it's just such a comforting energy anytime I'm around them because it's like, okay, we know we we click yeah. and vibe in like a certain way. There has to be like a difference between like being around you and being around my girlfriend. Yeah. You know, they're just very, very different. Yeah, they and they also know you. They They know like... Like I know my ex, I don't even refer to her as my ex anymore. Just, it's weird, isn't it? I don't even it? call her that. Yeah, you know? no, they're just like my best friend. She's my that's, best friend. That's just it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's there's a way that she knows me that a lot of people don't, right? Mm-hmm. There's like, I don't know, a rawness that she knows about me that other people just don't mm-hmm. know. And yeah. that's really sweet to have yeah. that with somebody. Time amounts to a lot. And yeah. I think, I don't know, there's this one song by Ben Rector. It's like uh, talking about how like, you know, my friends now haven't seen my parents like back porch. And it's like, there are friends that are in your, have been in your life since you were like 15, 16, that you're still going to hold so much weight about because that's when you're going through so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, just developmentally, you go through so much the first like 18 years of your life that you can't even fathom at this rate, yeah. you know? You just grow so quickly and those people are always just gonna hold like so much weight in your life. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I love those connections though. So. Me too. They're really valuable. Good talk. Lovely. Warm. Super cozy. All right, that was the game. It was a very comfortable, lovely game, very insightful. And now we are doing the queer moment in history, which if you don't know what that is, every single week we talk about a pivotal moment in queer history. And this week it is Mal's gay awakening. Queer queer moment in history. Hmm. I think I'm going to go with there were cartoons that I watched, right? Okay. Like that I identified with and I thought it was so weird. I absolutely think if we watched Recess, I think Spinelli was absolutely a lesbian. I'm not sure, but I think so. Googling it. And I 1000% identified with this character. I was like, whoa, I feel like I'm kind of Spinelli in a way. You're so right. Right? That was me with Kim Possible. Wow. It was like the little, the little cop top did it for me when I was like nine. It is weird mm-hmm. looking back at like, I don't know, when I was younger, I like, really had this obsession with like how to train your dragon yeah and i was like astrid for sure i was like i want to be her or with her so bad she was looking at her slaying the dragons like she's doing such a good job you loved it loved it yeah Yeah. and you sort of like heroine like in the sense of like female hero character yes got it yeah uh definitely that was that was like my thing it was like any girl who could walk on screen and be like the badass character i was like yes you understood it yeah mostly because i just i feel like they can like stand their own ground and take care of themselves and i can't and so i'm like okay you'd do that for me yeah yeah you'd take care of me yeah i think maybe i identified with the cartoons because it made it like not real i didn't have to really address that Maybe I do. Oh like my gosh! Girls, I didn't even think about that. I could like dissociate through <laughs> right. cartoon. It's not real. Yeah. Whoa! When was that moment for you that click where you're like, oh, love women? Probably with my first girlfriend, which okay. was in high school. Okay. Well, I had one cousin who was a lesbian, and she'd be like, "You're totally gay," and I'm like, "No, I'm not." 
you know yeah. and my mom would ask me things too my mom would be like do you, do you want to be a boy because i'd go shopping in the boy section i'm like no mom i'm a girl you know whatever <laughs> duh duh <laughs> gay what is that i'm not that um and then i had my there was this girl at like basketball camp where it always happens yeah oh basketball, basketball camp. camp yeah and, i wasn't tall um, enough for that yeah she was a lesbian and she like shot her shot at me and i and i was just like you know what i'm a little curious and I'm just going to full send it. I'm going to try it. So I did like all the things. Yeah. As like this high schooler. That's know? okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is just what you have to do. Like that was my first thing too, except I wasn't tall enough to get into basketball camp. I met this girl and she texted me and was like, you walk in the room and I was like, hey. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, she texted me and she was like, I like you. And then the second that I saw that text on the screen, I was like, oh my gosh. Makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel like your whole world opened up? It literally, it felt like and looked yeah. like that too. That's yeah. exactly what like, I would whoa. do every time to like describe that moment. Mm -hmm. It felt like my mind and my like conception of life got like 50 times bigger. It felt like the Grinch and his heart was just growing. Yeah. Where I was like, oh my gosh, makes so much more sense. Yeah. yeah why men just confuse me in every way. <laughs> You know, it just it just never clicked for me but yeah she said that and i was like oh thank you it was yeah. like also a weird moment of appreciation where i was like if you have never would have never said that to me i don't think i would have ever gone yeah. to the level of self-realization than if you just didn't blatantly tell me in this moment that you i would have me. never even like in attempting to date i don't approach anybody no 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 i can't i'm the type of person who like i might maybe get an inkling that you are into me yeah but i will never do anything first why are you shy super me too yeah i'm more like i kind of yearn for these sort of connections like the one-on-one -on -one intimate connections where i'm like okay if we can sit down and have hours of conversation that's a vibe that i want but how do we even get there like what do i say to you like i'm not the type of person to slide into dms that just feels always so so weird to me. Social media as an entity, like a dating realm as a whole, is just not it for me. I need to meet people organically. Yeah. And then on top of that, if we do meet organically, I do get a vibe. I just I'm uh, t terrified of rejection. To be blatantly Same. honest, it's like okay, maybe I'm catching a drift here. And then what if I'm like wrong? And then I ruin the friendship. And then it's just awkward. And like there's just that fear. Yeah. Yeah. So I just. I'll drop major hints for sure, but I will not. I won't even initiate physical contact. I'm so terrified. I'm laughing, but also me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <that's laughs> Same. No, I need I need somebody to essentially just grab me by the face and be like, I like you. And I'll be like, really? Yeah. Or you're like, I like you too. I totally want to be your friend. <laughs> yeah. 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 I get that. This is Closet Talk because we're in a closet and I'm your host, Maddie Westbrook. This has been our incredible guest, Mal Wright. And what do you have coming up that is exciting? Where can we find you? Ooh. What's your main? You can find me on the socials. Uh, it's I go by Mal on everything. I need to do better on TikTok. I'm trying to understand like TikTok language because it's just different. The culture is different. different. The language is different. Mm -hmm. But Instagram, TikTok, I go by Mal. Um, I have a music collective called See You Next Thursday with some of my buddies, DJs. Okay. Very, very cool. Very That's fun. That's fun. I didn't know that. Yeah. And maybe in somebody's city or like Pride, you can catch me at Pride. Okay. There's some more filming things that I cannot talk about because <gasps> you know how that goes. But yeah, maybe catch me on a screen. At some point. At some point.
Exciting. Very exciting stuff. I'll definitely be tuning into all of that. Yay. This is Closet Talk. You can catch it every single Friday on my YouTube channel at noon PST. And you can find me, Maddie Westbrook, at Westbrook, absolutely anywhere. When I say anywhere, I mean anywhere, except for OnlyFans, now that we have to clarify. And thank you so much for being here and for being queer. I will catch you next time. Peace.